today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. For many, summertime, especially in the the GTA, is going to be defined by a lot of the things that just aren't going to be happening, major festival events and, and all sorts of things like that that we count on uh, year in and year out. Global's Camille Caramali is uh, more on exactly how many events are going to be impacted and how it's going to impact us. 22 events in total will not happen for a second straight year in a row. That includes the Caribbean Carnival that begins in late July. The Honda Indy as well has also been scrapped. Another major event, the CNE, is also cancelled. The organizers say they'll need $11 million from losses for the last two years to be able to survive and reopen in 2022. But there are also smaller events that could be gone forever because it's small-scale businesses that keep these events alive and many of those businesses may not even make it past the this summer. Here's a spokesperson from the Taste of Danforth. It's obviously a huge blow because the festival is more than just a celebration of culture, but it's also a revenue generator during the weekend for small businesses to help them survive the year. And therein lies the problem. I appreciate the report on that, Camille. Thanks so much. Uh, because it happens in every other community, too. We've got a number of events in Hamilton that just aren't going to be happening this year. Same in London. And the rationale for this is simply because you can't just say, okay, put on a festival now. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of planning. And there just isn't enough time to put something over in, in the July, August, uh, summer festival time uh, that we're supposed to be doing. But an awful lot of other businesses are going to be impacted by this as well. Uh, one of the agencies that's speaking out about this is the Canadian Association of Experts position management. Now, they've raised some serious concerns about lack of funding and lack of support from governments uh, for the the pressures that they've been put under because of uh, what's going on with lockdowns, especially here in the province of Ontario. Uh, Dwayne McKillop, our good friend, uh, who's the president of Continuum Productions Incorporated, who was heavily involved in this, uh, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about the impact and the impact it's having on us. Dwayne, hope you guys are doing well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Nice to hear you again. Well, yeah, usually around this time of year, give or take a couple of weeks, uh, you know, we're talking about spring home shows and we're talking about a number of other festivals that, that you've been involved in and, and these the shows that you put on uh, through Continuum Productions that are hugely successful and hugely su- uh, well attended, of course. Uh, it's not happening anymore, uh, and uh, and it's probably not going to happen for quite some time, and, and you're only one of many companies that are impacted this way. Yeah, and the big challenge with our industry is, uh, you know, we were obviously uh, pretty devastated with the live events uh, being shut down, you know, pretty much to a dead halt as of March 12th last year. And we understand why. I mean, we're not just sitting here saying we should absolutely be open right now. Uh, the challenge we face right now is the understanding of our industry and, and getting some awareness about the fact that there are tens of thousands of jobs that are in the background of these industries and the small businesses like that was in that global report that are simply not surviving anymore because the retail component of what we do is just disappearing. Well, and, and let's talk about that. For, I mean, everybody, I'm sure, who's listening has been to a home show at one time or another and, and has an, an idea as to what's going on. And, and uh, you are going to talk to us about uh, the, the employment situation and what's happening there. But the other element that, that the guy from the Taste of the Danforth was just referring to, Dwayne, is those small businesses. I mean, you know, you walk up and down the aisles at your home shows, for instance, out at the Wareplane Heritage Museum here in Hamilton, uh, and it's business after business after business with their little kiosk set up there. Well, those people aren't doing business either. Uh, and, and you have to wonder, when you finally do say, okay, guys, I think we're going to start setting something up for, for the next, what well, might be next spring now, we don't know, maybe a fall home show, God willing. You don't know how many of those businesses are going to be able to say, yeah, we can do that, and how many of them would just say, well, you know what, we're shut down, we're out of there. Uh, so this, the, the unknown, I guess, is one of the, wor- the most worrisome parts of this. Well, and, and you know, our industry is, um, 
you know, I want to call us, we're kind of like an invisible industry, Bill. I mean, it's, uh, people know about the events that we run, you know, taking our business. I mean, we're in London, we're in Barrie, we're in Hamilton, as you know. Um, we've got big boat shows, RV shows, home shows. We run a lot of different consumer events, all live events, um, all with big retail components to them. And lots of companies depend on those events for annual sales. I mean, at our last Hamilton boat show, for example, last March, just before the shutdown, the dealers reported over 110 boats sold in two and a half days. I mean, that's real economic impact that's just not there anymore. And the problem with being an invisible industry is twofold. One, um, you know, people come to these events on an annual basis. All the boat shows back in Hamilton, all the boat shows back in London, or the home shows in, in Hamilton is back. And, you know, it's it's that annual kind of rite of passage where people understand that, you know, February is a big month for this, January is a big month for this. Um, it, it, the challenge with that is nobody really takes the time to go, how does this happen? Um, we just kind of show up each year. Um, you know, people often dress that we're kind of like well-dressed carnival people. We just kind of go from city to city and we, you know, we pop these big events up and it takes us, you know, three, within three days, we're kind of up, torn down and gone again till the next year. Um, and people don't realize that it's, you know, eight to 12 months of planning to get this thing off the ground. The, the little attention to details, the the hundreds of people that are behind the scenes that are full-time employees that are actually working on these events uh, every year who have now lost their jobs. And then, you know, that translates over into the invisibleness of government support where, you know, the, the government is trying, I'm sure, their best to get out and uh, help any hardest-hit industry sectors with funding and loans and bridge financing and you know, whatever support is out there, but they put everybody into a box. So when we apply for funding of any kind, whether it's, you know, bridge financing or the HASCAP program that's out there right now, we don't fit into any box. So you get halfway through an application for funding and, you know, are you tourism? Are you this? Are you that? Well, we're none of those. Um, and so we're always other. And, you know, programs right now in times of panic are usually, you know, widespread and, made with a paintbrush to get as many people as you can, which we get. But we're kind of this big unknown industry that's over here on the side, jumping up and down going, we're three to six months away from collapsing, um, you know, our supply chain, the guys who do the carpet, the guys who do the material handling, the electricians, these guys are all going out of business. So we need to know when we can reopen and we need to know kind of like soon. Um, and when you see that they've already canceled events all the way up till the end of August with, the CNE being the latest one to go down again for another year. Um, we're really looking at, are we going to be able to function as a business in 2022? Uh, and that scares the crap out of our industry. As it should, uh, because like you say, it's it's the unknown at this stage right now. I mean, even if the premier came on in, in next week, Dwayne, and said, okay, guys, we're going to reopen, it's it's too late for you to put a show together, isn't it? I mean, just, it, it's not feasible. Just too much work has to go into it. Yeah, I mean, we're doing some planning behind the scenes right now with a hopeful um, the ability to, to run maybe at the end of January this year and not lose the spring season of 2022. Um, but there are, are literally um, hundreds of businesses in our industry right now that are just hanging on to try to make sure that we get to that point. And the CAEM has been excellent with, you know, government lobbying. And we do have a recovery plan um, that we propose to the government. Um, we're just not really getting any any definite feedback. I mean, we've talked to Minister Sweet. We've talked to uh, Minister Peter in, in London. We're, we're doing as much as we can to jump up and down and say, hey, listen, you know, it, it's very frustrating for us as an industry when we're in a, a 
a scenario where you drive by Lime Ridge Mall in Hamilton and there's 4,000 cars parked on the parking lot, but we can't be open. Um, where we don't really see that we're doing anything much different than what a Costco or a Home Depot is doing. Um, you know, we, in fact, we probably have more stringent um, concerns when it comes to public safety because we deal with that on a regular basis anyway. So for us, it's about getting somebody's attention to say, without more targeted and direct financial support, this industry is in, is in real risk of collapsing. And that outcome is going to be a lot more catastrophic than people realize because nobody's really connecting the dots as to what our impact is on the economic impact of those businesses. What about some of these government programs? I mean, we've heard the Prime Minister and different premiers at various times talking about things like, well, you mentioned the emergency wage subsidy program. Uh, you know, they talked about doing an extension of that. Uh, what I was bothered by, though, that Dwayne in that announcement was they already put a sunset clause on that and said this it's going to be on until, what did they say, I think it's until the end of this year. Uh, we don't know that the pandemic's going to be over by then. Uh, so, uh, how can you put an end date on something when you don't know what the end date for the pandemic, which caused this whole thing, uh, is, is still unknown? Uh, so uh, that, that just really just adds to the uncertainty here, doesn't it? Well, and, and I can tell you that it's, 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 so the answer to that is yes, and in our discussions with, you know, again, I want to be clear, like we're not, to the listeners that are listening to this call, we're not begging for free money here. Like this isn't, hey, we need grants and, you know, bail us out. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just basic bridge financing programs that will help a business cash flow. That, that are being offered, open. that are being offered to other industries. Correct. That's right. Yeah. You're not, I mean, you're not, you're not well, inventing the wheel here. Yeah. For, I mean, for example, the HASCAP program that's out there right now by the government is for the theoretically it's for the hardest hit industries well there couldn't be another industry more hard hit than the live events industry i mean we literally went from you know running at full speed on march the 12th 2020 to going to zero revenue since that date with with no end game in sight and we go through these hazcap programs and i mean personally from our business you know we've been fortunate because we 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 were able, we've been able to sustain ourselves because of our history because we're over you know almost 15 years old um, we've had to put a lot more personal capital into the business, which nobody complains about because everybody's having to do that right now. But there's a lot of people that weren't in the position of what a continuum was where they've already shut the lights off, or they've already closed the doors, and those events just aren't going to be in Hamilton, London, or Barrie anymore. So when we go through a HASCAP program and they say to us, oh, you are 100% going to qualify, you're, you're completely damaged as an industry, we get it. And then 24 hours later, we say we, we get a response back that says, geez, I'm sorry, you're not going to get any funding. And, and we kind of scratch our head and go, why not? And the, the answer is, well, we're not sure when you're going to reopen. And, and the ironic part about that is our ability to repay a loan right now is based on the fact that we need to operate, but we can't operate until the government tells us when we can operate, and they don't know when they can tell us, so we don't qualify for their programming. And, and it's almost like you're on a hamster wheel of frustration that – you kind of just want to go, everybody understands it and gets it, but I don't think any reaction is being done at this point. Well, and that's part of the frustration. I know initially when they rolled out some of these wage subsidy programs, for instance, uh, the message from Ottawa basically was just just apply, and we'll, we'll sort this out later on because we know you need the money. Uh, and, and I'm not suggesting, you know, a Wild West show where just, you know, just throw the money out the door. Uh, but you need that same sort of attitude for people like yourself in, in, in this industry uh, who are, are – 
basically hanging on at this point. There's another element to this that I wanted you to get into. I, we're tight on time here, but this is an important part of that. Uh, you and I have known each other for a long, long time, and I know the great work that you do with Continuum Productions. But you also have a great relationship with the people, the clients that come to these shows and set up their kiosks and their booths. Uh, they rely, as you mentioned as vis-a-vis the vote, the vote show a while ago, they rely on home shows like yours to do the lion's share of their business, or at least to book those businesses. Uh, and as a consumer, I'm upset about that. I mean, you know, the, the guy who's going to fix my roof is a guy I probably met at your show. The guy who's going to do the landscaping in somebody's house is, is got a kiosk there. I mean, that's where they get this business. How are they making go through this? I mean, because their business is going to get down right now because they don't have that connection with the public. Yeah, a lot of our, I mean, I, I will say a lot of our exhibitors are being as resilient as they can with, you know, trying to do as much online as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, it, it, the buying process at an event and, and shows and live events for retail have been around since God wrote dinosaurs. I mean, it's, uh, you know, marketplaces and gathering where companies come together to sell their wares is 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 not a new concept. And it's been successful and been so the longevity of the industry has been based on the fact that face-to-face selling is always uh, kind of more preferred. So, you know, now in the age of the internet and the webs, you know, a lot of people are, are kind of using a three-prong approach where they, they do research on their product or service that they want to buy on the web. Then they have a dealer experience or an in-store retail experience where they speak to somebody. And a lot of times they do their, uh, I'm going to call it comparison shopping at our shows because they can go from, you know, five different roofing companies within 20 minutes because they're just down the aisle from each other instead of driving around the city. Or you can see three different types of pontoon boats in one spot um, instead of driving around the province to try to find the one you want. So really it's that part that's lost. And I think that is slowing retail down. It's not, it's not demolishing everybody in that industry. Some people during the pandemic I've heard are doing very well. Um, but the reality is there are a lot of exhibitors that travel from our shows to other community shows in Oakville and Burlington to Toronto to, I mean, it's a provincial tour in a lot of cases for these guys. And they've ordered lots of product from China and they've ordered lots of product from abroad that they sell at these places. Um, whether it be, you know, um, right down to the, to the guys who sell the, the potato slicers at our shows to the guys who are the big landscape companies, that, that avenue for sales is just not there. And it's, there's no curbside pickup for that kind of stuff. No. They can't gradually reopen. And that's kind of why we need to make sure we don't lose this industry. Listen, I'm glad you had some time to talk about this because I did want to shine the light on this because it's a very important part of this industry. And they've already started, as you know, Dwayne, talking about recovery plans and, and some long-term assistance uh, for things like the tourism industry and so many others. But uh, the, you guys have got to be under that that tent as well. I know we've got a, a federal minister, Philomena Tassi, from this area who's listening to the program on a regular basis. Uh, we're going to get the word out and we're going to make sure that they're aware of this and that the assistance that you guys need for that whole industry is going to be there. Uh, hang in there, my friend, and uh, we'll talk again soon down the road. Thanks for this, Dwayne. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having us. Take care. Dwayne McKillop, of course, president of Continuum Productions Incorporated. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.